Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Freestyle Fridays. Grace and peace be with everybody. Uh, good evening. Everyone, I would like to welcome you all to another Freestyle Friday where we talk about everything as long as it's from a biblical perspective. Um, I believe I made a big mistake last week. I didn't pray in the beginning, uh, I think. But just to make sure, I'm going to go ahead and pray now and get it out of the way. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you. Humble, we ask that you open our minds and hearts to fellowship with one another. We pray, Father God, that you edify us and that we uh, that we edify one another. That sword sharpens sword, and Father God, that we encourage one another and that we leave off of this phone call uh, with a, a refreshing spirit. I pray, Father God, that you let the words out of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and redeemer. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, before I get started, I want to put some stuff out there. Uh, and I'm going to try to make this a habit so that you all who listen will uh, have the references, references at hand. And uh, you can visit uh, several pages or listen to uh, some of our old discussions uh, because they are still there and they're there for that purpose for you to uh, uh, get a good grasp on certain subjects that you're not familiar with. Uh, but of course, like I said, this is uh, Freestyle Fridays and we always start at 9 o'clock or I advertise it for 9 o'clock. And I wait about 15 minutes. So if it's past 9 o'clock, don't feel bad. You're not late. But if you're coming in after 9.15, you're late. And uh, I'm going to start requiring a five-page essay as to why you're late. Just a joke. Just a joke. Uh, On Sundays, you have Bible study with David Chandler. And we really get into a lot of deep topics. Uh, Last week we did a discussion on Wiccan and uh, the Wiccan religion. And as we can see, it's almost impossible, impossible to escape the discussion with uh, uh, on on Wiccan religion and not run into secret societies like the Freemasons and uh, uh, Eastern Stars and uh, some of these sororities. So uh, join David Chandler on Sundays at 9 o'clock for Bible study. We also have a Bible study on Mondays with Darian Eaton. 
who has the uh, Kingdom Fire page. Check the page out and on Mondays. Uh, um, uh, check out that Bible study. It's very informative. Uh, I think it would be good for everybody to bring their Bibles with their pens. That's for any Bible study. But, uh, yeah, Darren Eaton on Mondays at not uh, – his is at 7 o'clock. Um, also, thanks to Brother Jamel, shout out to him, uh, setting up and uh, managing the uh, website, the new website we have, uh, Common Sense and Reason, uh, commonsenseandreason.com. Uh, come check us out on Common Sense and Reason. Uh, and uh, as, as we said last week, you want to you want to start seeing a lot a lot of uh, postings there, and a lot of things being uh, uh, being added to that to that page. Uh, so just uh, keep keep checking us out, and you know we we all pray. Us four brothers, we pray and ask. Well, not ask, but we we do ask God that you know He He leads us in the in the in the, in the right way of thinking, so that when you when people come onto the page, they would get fed, and and that's the most important thing. And not not just believers, but unbelievers as well, uh, because you're going to start seeing a a lot a lot of informative things on that page, and. You know, it's a blessing to work with these three brothers. I'm going to tell you that, for real, for real. It's a blessing, and we all coming from different perspectives, but it's biblical, and we truly believe in the Lord. Um, also, also, uh, please check out my wife's website page, exitchurchianity.com. Very, very informative information there as well. You can also... Catch her on Facebook, exitchurchianity.com. Um, and I think that's, that I think that covers everybody. Now, where we go from here, where we go from here is fine with me. And I know we was talking about <laughs> uh, Jews and replacement theology and that. But before we start, before we start, I just want to give a word of encouragement, uh, and I want to give a quick testimony. Um, today I received an email uh, from HRC. HRC is the headquarters where I work. They actually are in control of my career, my Army career. And, you know, I was just enrolled in senior leadership course, and that is the uh, – school pretty much that teaches you how to be a better leader in the rank of sergeant first class. And I want to give a shout out to Staff Sergeant Perry Hawkins uh, because uh, she's also a sister in the Lord and her first thought was to come and let me know. And I want to thank her for that. Um, so anyways, uh, I wanted to say, I wanted to give that quick testimony uh, because what it did for me was encourage it, it encouraged me because despite everything uh, 
despite how you might see me on Facebook or how I am on on this phone call, it's hard for some people to tell that, you know, that I have stress in my life, and but I'm not immune to stress. I'm a human being just like everybody else. Uh, but just, just to uh, encourage all of you who may be going through something, I just wanted to pass this on because I also want you to be encouraged, especially uh, in the Lord. You know, despite the trials and tribulation, uh, I I go through at work. I always remind myself. I always remind myself, you know, to put it in the hands of the Lord, and to just simply trust Him. And again, I want all of you to hear what I'm saying, no matter what it is that you're going through in life. Keep your faith in God. Even when things look like it can't get any worse or any better, keep your faith in God. I've learned and come constant and, and constantly reminded myself. Uh, I was I, actually I've, I've actually been reminded constantly that the harder you strive to live holy, the harder the enemy strives to make you fail. True statement. This is a true statement. And he'll use your family, he'll use coworkers, supervisors, he'll use your health, your your money situation, your, your, your economics, just about anything, anything to throw you off. But I want I want you all to 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 take heed to this. I read in Malachi uh chapter three, verse two. And verse three as well. Uh, you can write it down. You can write it down right now, so that later on you can go and highlight it if you don't have your Bible. But I'm gonna read the scripture now, and it says this: "But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap." I want to focus on that really quick: refiner's fire and fuller's soap. But I'm going to continue uh, to verse 3. And he shall sit as a refiner. He's talking about the Lord. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Where he, where he says he shall sit as a refiner, Christ, by, by the gospel of Jesus Christ, this is how he, re, he, he purifies the church. And by his spirit that works in us, that is how we are regenerated. We are, how can you say, cleansed for... In the, let me just read Ephesians 5, chapter 5, verse 26. This is what it says. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, 
that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You see that? By the washing of the word. Now, I, I observe, no, who, who they are that, who are they that he will purify? Now, the scripture says that this, uh, it, it, it likens us, the church, and it's, it's, it's so funny because we were just talking about uh, spiritual, uh, there's really no such thing as spiritual Israel uh, because that falls under the uh replacement theology. But the thing is that the thing what we see in the Old Testament are literal things, but they can also be applied symbolically to the church. Not literally. The church doesn't replace Israel. But the, the some of the relationship that God had between Israel and uh, Israel in the Old Testament uh, can, be, can be said of the same but um, where he says uh, who who they are that who, who they are that he will purify is is the sons of Levi and all those that are devoted to his praise and and employed in the service of the gospel. It's it's the same as the as the tribe of Levi. Remember when. Jesus comes back, we're going to be kings and priests. Now, 1 Peter 2.5, this is what it says. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. All true Christians are like the sons of Levi. We have been set apart by God to do the service of the gospel and we uh, into war in this, in this warfare. But we know that our warfare is a spiritual warfare, and that's the thing that we must keep in mind. How he purifies us, he sanctifies us, from the inside, he will not only wash away the spots that we've contracted from without, but uh, he'll take away the dross. And I'm using this word dross for a specific reason. He'll take away the dross that is found in them. He'll separate us uh, from the from inside, from the things that corrupt us from the inside, which are the things in our in our heart. David said, create in me a new heart. Now I wanna I wanna remind everybody of this. The refiner and uh the refiner and what he does with uh with silver and gold. The refiner, what he does is he gets the silver and he, he digs out the silver and the gold from the earth. And what happens here is that in order to get that, the dirt off of, it, off of it, he places it in the fire. So 
and likewise, it's like it's, he's purging he's purging us by afflictions and 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 a manifold of temptations that the trial of our faith may be found worthy and and, and honor in honor. Now, in First Peter first. First Peter 1, 6, and 7, this is what it says. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than the gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And just to put this in a nutshell and to uh, wrap this up, the trials and the afflictions that we go through at work, that we go through at home, that we go through uh, anywhere we may, uh, in, our, in our finances, in our health, imagine yourself being this silver or being this piece of gold, and you have to be placed in the fire. And we know what the fire represents in the scriptures. The fire represents uh, uh, the Holy Spirit. But we have to be placed in the, in the fire. And then what he does, if you ever seen it on, the, on TV, YouTube, movies or whatever, you see an a, a, a ironsmith where he puts the, the metal in the fire and he takes it out. And he takes a hammer and he, he beats it and beats it and continuously to beat it to get that dross off of this uh, metal vessel. And then he places it back in the fire. And then he takes it out again, and he does it again. He repeats the process. This is what we, this is what we go through. This is what the Lord does with us so that he can present us a worthy vessel. Uh, a, uh, uh, you know, once the dross has been removed, from the silver and, and the gold, which is us, it can be we can be presented as a worthy vessel. Can I can I jump? Can I please piggyback, bro? Yes. Can I please ahead. piggyback? Actually, let me, let me make one last point. One last point. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. By us, by and the Lord taking us out of the fire and the hammer. What does the hammer represent? It's the word of God. So we're, we, we're, we're placed in the fire, we're taken out. He takes the word, he beats us with it. And the word washes us. Then we place in the fire until at the end we are presented worthy vessels. And I just wanted to take that time to encourage the brothers in the faith, the sisters, brothers and sisters in the faith, uh, because I know sometimes it can be, it can seem hard, but keep your eyes on God and read his word. Trust in him. Go ahead, Brother Janelle. Yeah, bro, all three. Actually, you actually made a really valid point. This is why I love the Word of God, because it gives you the same message in a different presentation so that you can understand it from different points of view. Just in case you didn't catch it the first time, it will give it to you again in another manner. For instance, the, uh, the Bible talks about the parable of the weeps and tears, right? Amen. And Jesus says, you know, Leave it, leave them be, don't pull up the tear, because you might also root up the wheat. There will be a time of harvest. I'm paraphrasing, but he does say that. Now, 
I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with the process of what wheat goes through. Right? First and foremost, this wheat it grows on stalks. It grows real tall. I would say I would go about I'd say about sometimes ten feet, sometimes as tall as ten feet tall. The wheat is cut down. I liken that cut down process to humility. Much of us as Christians need to be humbled in order to go into the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? There can't be an ounce of pride in, in us in any way, shape, or form, especially if we're supposed to go into the Lord as children. You tracking this? Yep, I'm tracking. That wheat is cut down, right, and it's bundled up. The wheat is bundled up, tied together. There's a such thing as called a threshing floor, right? Things get cramped. It's real tight. The, the person that's harvesting the wheat, he bundles it up real tight, really, really tight. I mean, tight together. So almost where, regardless of what's mixed in, be it good or bad, it's all bundled in together really tight, okay? This wheat, these stalks are taken to something called a threshing floor. This threshing floor is where the person that's harvesting the wheat beats the stalks continuously upon the floor itself. Uh-huh. Yes. It is beaten against the threshing floor. I mean, continuously pounded and pounded and pounded and pounded until the little kernels of wheat come off of the stalk. Stalk is thrown to the side. Not finished yet, believe it or not. The person got to harvest what's inside of that little kernel. That chaff has to come off. <laughs> that chaff has to come off. So now, now the the man go, now the harvest the, the the farmer. Let's call him the farmer. Now the farmer goes to peel away the layers so that he can get to the internal component. That the the I believe Isaiah puts it the bread to the eater because we we all know the main component to any bread made is wheat. Yeah. This is why I love this is why I love the word of God, bro. Jesus Christ is the word of God. In Isaiah it says, My word will not come back void. It will go, it will do what it is set out to do. In fact, Isaiah in the book of Isaiah says that my word, just as the rain goes down to the earth and water for and the trees bud thereof, so will my word go forth in the world, bringing bread to the eater. Woo <laughs> and seed to the grower. Mm-mm-mm. Everything that we're going through, saints, just like just like Brother Najiti said, everything that we're going through. This is why scriptures like all things work to the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. This is how it works. This is how these things work, regardless of what it is we're going through. That process is a work of the Lord. Yeah. That that t- that tight feeling you're feeling when you're in a situation you can't bear the pressure. That's a work of the Lord. When it feels like you're almost naked out here and, and you, can't, you can't hide from nothing, you feel like you're constantly facing embarrassment and shame, it's the work of the Lord. Yeah. Most importantly, the most important in that scripture, I think that most people leave out, is that a call to call to his purpose. Like GT says, every Christian's job is to proclaim the gospel. Yeah. My God. <laughs> God, bro, I'm done talking, man. I, very good word, though. Very good word, bro. I completely accept. I'm encouraged, bro. I'm encouraged, bro. I really that, am. That's the main thing about it, man. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm smiling from ear to ear <laughs> because like, what you just said, how his, he, he says his word, he sent his word forth, and it will not, it will not come back void. When you experience that, 
when you experience that and you see it, <laughs> oh my goodness. When you experience that, it's like it's like wow. I, I hate this. I, I hate to even sound like I'm surprised because I should already know that that's true. No, of course, of course. Bro, it's a, it's you know something. These are reminders. These are reminders for us. This is how we have such a strengthening of our faith because faith comes by hearing, and by hearing of the word of the Lord. Amen. This is Amen. how we. This is how we're reminded to wait for that blessed hope. Amen. This is how we're reminded. I'm glad you said that, bro. I'm I'm serious. I'm deeply encouraged right now, bro. Deeply encouraged. Deeply encouraged, bro. Anybody else want to add anything? Anybody got anything to say? Nobody? Yeah, you know, I got something else to say. I got something else to say. The book of Isaiah says my word will not. It's a declaration. It's not a maybe. We have to take into account who it is that we really standing with. We got to take into account who we really standing with. If we're going to say we believe in the almighty God, we need to take him at his word and accept the fact that his word will not go back void. Trust and believe that when his word returns, you're returning with him. I'm here on my phone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Look, Proverbs, it says, it says this, it says, he that is of a good, I mean, I'm sorry, he that is of a proud heart stares up strife, but he that puts his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be made safe. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you. People, people, as I said earlier, when Satan see that you're you're trying to live holy and, and, and more holy all the way up to perfection, you know, the the general process, he's going to do every single thing to try and trip you up. But it's like when it okay when it comes to people, oh, when it comes to people, it's the it, it seems like it's the worst because people have brains, people are intelligent. That means that people use their intelligence to do wrong things. Oh, hold on. A scripture just came to me. A scripture just came to me. The scripture says that the Lord, the the foolishness of God is wiser than the knowledge of the world. So whatever little games that somebody's playing with you, whatever little games that somebody's trying to get over on you, they may think that they got the advantage, but if you put your trust in the Lord, you shall be made safe. So if we look at the foolishness of God is wiser than the uh, wisdom of the world, that means no matter what they do, they would never get, they would, they would never catch you in their snare. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be made safe. That's why I don't worry. I, I worry sometimes, 
But I'm always reminded, as I said, I'm always reminded either by my, my, my well, always by my brethren or when I just sit down and read the scriptures or the Lord just puts a word in my heart. So, Can I confirm with you that that's 1 Corinthians one twenty-five? I'm just looking that one up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I shot that one from the hip. <laughs> okay, I was trying to find it. I was I was quickly searching my little application to look uh-huh. it up. I needed to hear that today, brother. I want to thank you for that. Thank you. I needed that. No problem, no problem. Yeah, the Lord, the Lord put it in my heart. He really did today. He put it in my heart because I... It, it was it was definitely for me, but I know that I'm not the only one. You know, scriptures say that uh, there's nothing new up under the sun, and what I go through, I'm sure a lot of every a lot of you all go through as well. Uh, maybe not the exact same thing, but problems is just problems. Stress is just stress. But how we deal with the stress uh, is, you know, it. It kind of is in, it dictates our our emotions and how we feel uh, or how we go about our 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 day and weeks. If you allow things to fester and always looking at the, the I'm trying not to sound ragey if you can't tell, but if you always look at or allow the negative to to harper around, then you know what I'm saying is that's what is going to, is going to actually consume you, and that's why I say you know we have to not only encourage one another but also uh, be lifted up by the word because you know if I didn't have y'all I would definitely have my Bible and you know the Lord places that peace that passes all understanding you know I mean you can't describe it you just can't describe it it's like uh, with with somebody find that scripture where uh, Paul talks about that the Spirit makes intercession at times when we can't, where we can't even express what we want to say. Please, somebody find it if you can. My computer's acting crazy over here. I don't have my Bible near me, but I, I think I got it. It's Romans eight twenty six, if I'm not mistaken, or eight twenty seven. Read that for me, please, can you, if you don't mind. Sure, yeah, look, hold on, let me go right there right quick. I'll read uh, 26, 27, 28 because it's got it Yeah, that's exactly what it is, yep. Yeah, Amen. likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And oh. that searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Amen. Amen. I'm in tears. I'm in tears right now because I'm so full of joy. My God. <laughs> Jamel, just, Jamel just said that earlier, count, uh, count it all, joy. And the Amen. thing about it, the funny thing about it, uh, I, who was it? Uh, uh, Jonathan Amos uh, posted that in the Bible study group. 
and he asked the question that, uh, you know, he was saying that, you know, how the world turns up and celebrates certain things. Shouldn't we celebrate just as eager as the world does? And uh, I understood completely what he was saying. Uh, but I wanted, I want people to un- also understand that you shouldn't have to try and make yourself rejoice in the Lord. Also, everybody has a different personality. Everybody reacts differently. That's what makes us different. The Lord loves diversity. Every star is different than one another. Every fingerprint is different than one another. Every snowflake is different than one another. The pattern on animals' uh, uh, fur and, and skin, like you would never find the same pattern on on one on one animal, ones of the same type. You know, uh, the Lord loves diversity, so we don't all react the same way when the Lord when the Lord brings joy or how we express our joy for the Lord. Uh, but nevertheless, however you express it, if it's forced, if it's forced, I believe that's a sign of self-righteousness because uh, within the question, within his question, he was asking, uh, should we do it to convince the world how much we believe? And I just said, let your light shine. You know, just let your light shine. You don't have to. It's not. You don't have to push for a push. Put effort into it. You don't have to run around and break dance for it. Although, uh, although you know, he said that um, that's not what he meant, and I I believe that's not what he. I know he genuinely was asking the question, but uh, I remember times when I was at church and. Everybody around me was listening. You know, the music was going, and everybody was on their feet, jumping up and clapping, and that's good. You know, and I was, I was in joy. I, I had joy in my heart uh, because I was there, and everybody was praising God. I felt joy in my heart, but some people thought that I wasn't. Some people thought I wasn't saved. And they also thought that I didn't have the spirit because I wasn't running around and jumping up like they were. So uh, we, I understand that we, yeah, we have, we should rejoice. And but you know, the simple thing I say is let your light shine. Just let your light shine. If it's a forced effort, it's a sign of self righteousness. Anybody want to add to that or, you know, uh, we can take it to another topic. You know, uh, I know we were talking about Hebrew Israel, uh, not Hebrew Israelite, but uh, replacement theology before that. Um, well, I have uh, something to add to that before we... Oh, go for it. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> that, 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 that's be encouraging to me because... Um, I just got the good news that um, the city accepted hired me for a part-time position with the uh, library 
uh, with the Philadelphia Free Library. Amen. And, and okay. I was, but but before then, it was for the past three years that I spent out of work because I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find a job anywhere, and then I felt. Not only did I feel like I was less than a man, but I was kind of feeling like I was just less than anything. I I, I could not begin. I you know it, it was almost to the point where I was playing. I don't want to say play playing church, but I was kind of like you know putting on a mask. Uh-huh. You know when you and I would talk and I would act like I was happy and and I really wasn't because I wasn't working. I you know I I, I kind of felt that God had forgotten about me and and things of that sort. So I had to put on a mask just to keep myself from going completely out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And when I applied for the city last year, not last year, but in 2014, which is about a year and a half ago, um, you know, they gave me a message, you know, they they emailed me with the results saying that I had failed. So I figured, well, my God, what am I going to do now? And then, Almost a year later, about six months later, I reapplied for the city. And don't you know, for the same job that I applied for in May, they said that I passed the exam. So I said to myself, well, you guys said that I failed it. And then I called the city and I tried to, you know, um, more or less, I wanted to make sure that everything was in order. I, you know, I just wanted to make sure that because it was an email, and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't one of those prank emails or was it, you know, it wasn't spam or anything of that sort. So I called the city and they said, "Yeah, you're on the list." David Chandler, I said, "Yeah, yeah, you're on the list." And I'm like, "You have got to be kidding me!" And I, and I, and I when I hung the phone up, I, I think I did about twelve cartwheels because I was so happy. I was, you know, I was so encouraged that. You know, I I don't know, maybe somebody was praying for me. Maybe God just said, okay, David, I'm just going to, you know. But God was there all the time. Amen. And he was there. And, and so the, 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 the illustration that you came up with, Jamel, about the wheat, you know, um, you know, Jesus told Peter, he encouraged Peter. He said, you know, the devil... Wants to, you know, desires to sift you as wheat, but I'm praying for you that your faith may be made, may be strengthened. You better pray. You better preach <laughs> up in here. So I said, wow. And so when they called me, when I actually I called them, and they said, brother, you know, David, um, you, you've been accepted. You know, you, you, you passed your interview. So now uh, we're offering you. Um, the, the position, and all you need to do is to get done with these preliminaries, like background check and medical uh, uh, things. You know, getting your medical, um, uh, you, you got to get a checkup and think, medical checkup uh, procedures and things of that sort. And I said, "Well, uh, thank you." And 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 when I hung up the phone, I was just like, you know, I, I guess the adrenaline was just flowing because, you know, I was so happy, well, not happy, but filled with joy. My heart was just filled with joy. And I said to myself, you know, this is what happens when you stay strong in the Lord and you don't, you don't waver, you don't, uh, you know, falter and you don't 
doubt and you don't fear and you don't get stressed out. But I'm telling you, man, for the past three years, man, I was just, you know, I was out of sorts and I was trying to maintain a mask of sanity so that I don't flip over any tables and shoot everybody and, you know, and, and that was the Holy Spirit, you know. That was the Holy Spirit. That wasn't having a mask of sanity. That was the Holy Spirit. That was saying, you know, David, you can't do that because he, you'll go to jail and no one will ever see you again. So uh, I, I would like to thank all of you for that word of encouragement. I, I sat on the phone because usually I'm really into the, 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 the conversations, no matter what topic it is. But when you guys started talking about encouragement, uh, I, I had to really listen because you know, I can, you know, you can only imagine going through those years, those three years, you know, just, you know, so, uh, I don't want to say bummed out, but I was just so, you know, I, I was like, when, when, you know, when am I going to be able to blah, 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 you know, when are you going to bless me? When When, when am I going to get my turn? And uh, I was being tried for my faith, for the strength of my faith. I was trying to, you know, God was strengthening me. God was, you know, how you take a diamond and what they do with a diamond is that they put it in a, in, in, a, in one of those uh, apparatuses where they press down on the diamond to purify it, to get all the impurities out of it. It's just like milk, you know. They they put it in in one of those pasteurization machines to get to, to purify all of the, the the impurities, the pathogens that may be circling around in there. And once Bro, it comes you, out, man, you preaching? <laughs> you can drink. You it. know something? They said heaven's declared the glory of the Lord, but to me, even the small things do the same. Do you know that the strengthening your faith is a lot like? A broken bone. When you break a bone, the area that broke is actually much stronger than the surrounding bone. I gotta mute my phone, bro. I gotta mute my phone. Okay. But like Jamel was saying, when you break your 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 bone, uh, you know the when when those osteocytes begin to collaborate together. Okay, let's fix this bone because it's broken. And then that bone becomes stronger than it was before you broke it. That's true. And 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 that's how God sees our faith. See, what's true in spirit is what's true in uh, in in the in the physical. It's true in grace. What's true in the natural is true in grace. So uh, I'm, right. I'm thoroughly encouraged. Thoroughly encouraged. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't replace it, but. It, no, it doesn't replace it, but it, it, it strengthens, it makes it stronger than what it used to be. Right. I was just being uh, funny about replacement theology. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I kind of. Yeah, um, anybody else? You know. Um, you know. Like, bro, I'm telling you, look it up. I'm telling you, bro. I'm over here about to lose my mind. When you break a bone, the area that's broken gets filled in. With a bone-like material where marrow, everything gets replaced the exact same way. It's, it's filled yeah. in the gap. Oh, my God, bro. It fills yeah, in the gap. Right. Bro, it no. fills in the gap with what's not there, and then that area is stronger than the surrounding areas, bro. Bro. Yeah, let, me tell, let, me tell, let me tell you what happened to me. Oh, 
back in the days when I was in the world, I got into an altercation. I punched somebody in the mouth, but I broke my finger, okay? Now, I broke it, like, the lower part that's closer to the thumb. I broke it in half. I waited almost a week before I went to the doctor because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know it was broke. So, y'all still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, just making sure. I ain't going to put nobody to sleep. But, oh. I'm off. <laughs> but I waited a whole week before I went to the doctor. And when I finally got to the doctor, the doctor, he took a drill. Well, he told me that the finger was broke, but it had grew some bone. It grew some new bone. So I was like, okay. So he said he's going to drill in, put a pin in it, and make it straight again. I was like, okay, cool. So he numbed it, and the I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm gonna tell you. He he had. I, I saw it. I saw it on the X-ray. He let me watch and everything. He took the drill and he he drilled into my finger into the bone, but he could not get past that bone. That new growth that came in, he couldn't get past. My God. Man, that a preach, boy. That a preach. Somebody need to take that to the pulpit. Oh no, no, I got a scripture for y'all on this. Isaiah forty-eight. He's doing a new thing. He says, "I have refined you." Verse ten. But not with silver. I have chosen you in the furnace of affliction. And oh. earlier he's saying, "I, you know, this is something new. We haven't heard this before." Hmm.
And same for measles, the same for um, rubella. Well, rubella is measles. But the same for whooping cough, uh, mumps, any any uh, childhood disease. That's why, you know, when I caught chickenpox, I never got it again. Uh, but um, any germ, like the flu, you know, that's why a lot of people don't get the flu every year because the body sends out antibodies. You know, the, the, the immune system will send out antibodies and they will circulate throughout, throughout the bloodstream looking for that same germ. And if the body gets infected with the same germ, then it fights it off. It recognizes it and, you know, it fights off that germ. So it's, that, that, it's, it's there for a reason. So when you're Bro, let's, let's get deeper. I'm sorry. We got to go with this. Do you guys know that a fever, though it may be damaging you, is in turn destroying that thing which is trying to kill you? I got to use my phone. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's a part of the immune system. That, that's a part of the immune system's process. Those antibodies, are, those antibodies are fighting off that virus, and so as a result of that, your, inner, your body temperature goes up. You know, heat kills. Heat kills off viruses. That's why when you put a when, when you get cow's milk, cows, and you read the ingredients, or you read at the bottom of the carton, pasteurized and homogenized. Those are processes for which by which germs or pathogens are killed. Mm. When you put milk. When you take milk and you, you know, you put it into a, uh, like some type of oven, I don't know if it's an oven or not, but it's pasteurized so that those germs can be killed. So you can be, so you can drink it. Uh, homogenization is pretty much the same thing. You, 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 uh, you put certain uh, chemicals in it so that it could be preserved enough to, for you for human consumption and and so the body's pretty much the same way the body will send out cells you know T cells or antibodies so it can fight off or it you know it can recognize the same germ that's why you don't get the flu every year so that's why doctors say well okay you know these mad scientists in these laboratories will say okay well let's figure out a way to mutate the virus so every year they have to take a vaccine. Man, so this is this is this is what Freestyle Fridays is all about. We went into biology. My goodness. See, see Paul uh in the book of I think it's 1 Corinthians, he talks about the church from an anatomical perspective. Said, yo, you about to make me cry, David, son. You are literally about to make me cry, yo. You, you got oh one body. <laughs> you got one body in many parts. So the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you, or the hand can't say to the eye, that I, you know, vice versa. Because so they all serve. They all, they all serve the same God. They all serve the same purpose. So anatomically, the hand, the arm, the feet, the legs, all interconnected, and they're all doing different, like, for instance, the legs are designed to walk, but without the legs, you can't stand. The muscles 
And by the way, you have 647 muscles in the human body. So the muscles are there for a reason, so you're not a glob of human flesh. And then you can move. So they all do different things, but they're all there to glorify the Lord. And so that's God's church. That's the church, the body of Christ. We're all, we're not all pastors. We're not all deacons. We're not all missionaries. Some are missionaries. Some are theologians. Some are scholars, Bible scholars. Some are, you know, they have the gift of, of encouragement. Some of us may have the gift to, to, to disseminate information. But, what are we, but all of us are doing what? We're serving God. We're, we're and, you know, we're um, glorifying our Heavenly Father. with the I'm glad you said that, bro. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because just as the heavens glorify the Father, so does all the little things as well. Man, yo. Man, bro. Hey, GT. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, it's Dale up in Knoxville, man. Hey, what's going on, brother? I see, I see oh, you man. on the team. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, um, I've just been listening. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you're talking about that because, see, that's why there's a danger when people become like lone rangers from the body. Now, you, you have people, it's just like on, on some of these boards, you know, people say, well, I don't fellowship, you know, I, I just, I just kind of stay to myself, you know, I, you know, because, and I can understand why people get hurt. From Bro, how the, can a leaf, how can a leaf survive without being connected to the true rhyme? I'm like, yo. That's true, that, and, and and that's that's what I'm saying. See, what happens is you get people, you get you get people who have become maybe bitter, angry because of something that had happened in the physical local church, and so they become isolated from the body. See, and the that's the danger. They're like a severed arm. If you don't get that, uh, uh, like if you have a finger, you have a certain amount of time to get that finger on ice and reattach to the body or it's going to die. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They become like lone rangers. And I'm not saying you have to, you, you know, you have to be every day at somebody's local building. But if you're not fellowshipping, if you're not with, within this, a circle of believers, because like he was saying, when something happens, to another believer. There needs to be other believers who know, who are praying, who will send the spiritual antibodies to Brother, the immune, the immune system is supposed to kick in in the body. There you go. That's right. That's right. It's supposed to kick in. It kicks in the body. But if, I, if I'm severed myself from the body, don't nobody, you know, nobody knows basically what I'm doing or who I am, then... It's, it's inevitable after a while that my spiritual life is going to suffer. It's going to die because I've disconnected myself from the body. And so, and so I, I, I can't let bitterness and what somebody may have done to me in, you know, maybe a local assembly, I can't let that disconnect me from the body because I need, I need you, I need there is there is a connection that is so that is so interwoven. Bro, it's called that, interdependence. We are so it. interdependent upon each other. 
yeah. it is yeah. unreal. How can the mouth eat yeah. if the hand doesn't bring the food to it? I got... That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but this, 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 I've been, I've been listening, man. This has been good. <laughs> well, yeah, interdependence is a healthy form of dependence as opposed to codependency. Exactly. And we're not codependent on anybody. We're not supposed to be anyway. That's right. But that's right. we are interdependent on us, and that's how relationships or healthy relationships are formed by interdependence. I have yeah. a healthy need for you. I need your encouragement. I need you to pray for me when I'm going through I need you to, you know, uh, to stay with me, you know, and, and, and to uh, push me through if I'm getting lackadaisical or anything of that sort, as opposed to a codependent person who more or less has or more or less will uh, enable you to do the wrong things because, well, I have a need for you to or I have a well, I don't want to call it an obsession because that's a little bit of a different story. But I, you know, I'm going to enable you because I have a, you know, an inner need to be with you. And if I don't mm-hmm. enable you, then I'm afraid that I may lose that friendship. And I know, you know, a lot of people get into um, codependent relationships spiritually and physically. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's a psychological thing, and I, I don't want to get into, you know, the whole process of psychology, but uh, interdependence is what we, what what happens when in, in normal, healthy relationships, and this is yeah. what God yeah. encourages. God encourages us to, um, and, and, and another thing, interdependence in, in a healthy relationship involves two individuals that are involved in healthy activity. And if we're, since we're all of us that are on this line, we're Christians, we're believers, true Christians anyway, we are supposed to have a relationship. I'm not supposed to, because if I have an unhealthy relationship with a person, an unhealthy relationship doesn't necessarily have to in, in, entail to, you know, a, a woman being with a guy who smacks her around. But what if that guy is a nice person, but he's not saved? Yeah. You know, that person isn't saved, you know. So the Bible says that, you know, um, what fellowship hath light with darkness? Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship has light with darkness? What fellowship has Christ with Belial? So why would Jesus Christ have a relationship? Why would Jesus Christ get on the phone? And I'm using, I'm, I'm trying to use this in modern times. Why would Jesus Christ get on the phone and call the devil and ask him, hey, Satan, how's it going? Why would he do that? That's insane. You know? So it's the same with us. It would be even more logical to think that, okay, well, I'm saved and he isn't. I'm saved and she isn't. Why would I get into a marriage relationship with a woman that's not saved? Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, it's, it's uh, another example of that is the church trying to mesh with Islam, mm-hmm. trying to mesh with Hinduism, this, this ecumenical thing. It doesn't work. It, nope. it can't work. <laughs> no, well, God, you know? God's hand is not in it. You know, he's not, gonna, he's, he's not going to get involved 
in anything that has anything to do with Satan at all. That's now, right. We can, we can dress it up, put a bowl, nice little bowl around it, and say, here, you know, like Cain did when he, uh, when Abel, well, when Cain uh, offered up vegetables to the Lord. And he said, well, no, I'm not going to accept that because that, that's not what I asked for. I asked for a lamb. And so, you know, it has to be a live sacrifice. That's so right. So what did Abel do? Abel, you know, placed a, a, a sacrifice to lamb, and it was accepted. So what did Cain do? See, Cain said, well, I'm going to go to God my way. That's right. the representation there. He wanted to go to God his way. And so all of these other guys that you talk about, like Rick Warren and 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 Jesse Duplantis and Rob Bell and Brian McClant, they want to go to God their way, on their terms, by their means. And it doesn't have anything to do with the Bible. Yeah, well, the Bible is not true. Well, you can't go by what the Bible says because it's antiquated and we're trying to get with the times. And we're trying to be modern and we're trying to to uh, be culturally relevant. That's the term used now. Yeah. And oh, yeah. We, we, we can't do that because God's hand is not going to be in it. And it's That's not going to be blessed. Now, it may go to the nth degree, all the way up to the moon, and it may go to places where it's boldly not gone before, but is God's hand in it? No. You know, so that that's the... Um, what we need to understand, you know, but uh, too many it's, it's too many Christians that are compromising because, well, you know, I don't want to be the odd man out. Right. right. That's uh, that's and that's the worst. That is the worst mindset to have as a as a Christian because it's I always say it's always it's always hard. I'm not hard, but it's it's already difficult at times to try and witness to unbelievers. But when you have another believer who is uh who is pretty much agreeing with the unbeliever Yeah. Because, oh my God. because they because they've been compromised, it it makes it almost makes it harder to try and win that unbeliever to the uh, uh to the faith. What was that? Oh, that was talking. That was talking to my nephew. Oh. I'm I'm out here on the road, so. Okay, I think Jamel. Jamel, you was about to say something. No, uh, bro. I was just sitting here uh, taking it all in, bro. <laughs> uh, man, you were on fire. What happened? I'm just. God just got me blown away right Daddy, now, bro. Yo. Yo, you, you don't need me to give you a shot of adrenaline? Now he already had it. He already had oh. it. Look, it's, it, it's just it's settling down in him now. But that's how that's how it is, man, with, with good, good, straight-up Bible study. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, everybody's going to share the scripture, relevant. And I'm telling you, like y'all was talking about, <laughs> y'all was talking about um, replacement theology and Galatians, Book of Galatians, and what it means to be Jew. Um, matter of fact, Jamel, please, I, I want to carry that discussion on. 
Uh, could you please continue on where we stopped at last concerning uh, what Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 11? Yeah, bro. Just give me a moment. Hey, David, can you take over for a second, please, bro? Just give me a couple of seconds, bro. I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> okay. They had him smurfed. But go ahead. Well, um, oh man, I don't, I don't know where to go from here, man. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact, it was there was a point, uh, not a point, but a, a thought that came to mind. Um, I can't believe I just lost it just that fast. I just lost it just that fast, but I know it had it had something to do with. Uh, okay, yeah. Matter of fact. Now, I don't look at Christianity as, like, a religion, although it's a religion, but I prefer to look at it as a lifestyle, at least for me, you know. Uh, no, I don't walk around with a, a cross hanging around my neck. I don't walk around with, uh, and I'm saying, not saying anything wrong with people who do, you know, do that, but I don't walk around with, uh, Jesus written on my shirt, or I do have a shirt like that, but you know I don't wear it just to say, "Hey, look, I'm a Christian." But I try, I do my best to wear it in my life, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want my actions to reflect what I believe in the Word, and by all means, no, I'm not perfect. I slip up from time to time things of that nature, but overall, I try to wear my faith over my life. And by saying, what I'm saying is that no matter in what aspect or in whatever I'm doing in my life, if I'm at work, if I'm playing sports, if I'm lifting weights or whatever, I try, uh, I just try to live my life uh, uh, I try to wear Christ as as my lifestyle. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when it comes to work, and in my line of work, I soldier soldiers. Uh, I mentor soldiers. And there is a specific regulation that talks about how you should mentor your soldiers, your subordinates. Uh, and even in doing that, I try to, uh, I try to witness, well, I, actually, I do witness, I witness to my soldiers, uh, Jesus Christ, and, and also show them the things that are going on in the world. But when it comes to the things that they do in, in life with their own, with themselves, I try not to look at them as subordinate. However, uh, there's a lot of sergeants, a lot of NCOs who don't do that with their soldiers. They don't they don't use the faith that they said that they follow to mentor their soldiers, if that makes sense. And that bothers me because it's one thing to there's nothing wrong with if you have a subordinate soldier 
that is part of your job. But when it comes to helping your soldiers, you never should belittle them. And that's anybody who works over people. If you have a job in maintenance, if you have a job in uh, your supervisor at a civilian job, military, whatever, our behavior towards our subordinates should still always be Christ-like. And I'm just bringing that up because I'm seeing too much of this with professing Christians in in the in the work environment. Yeah, um, I, I found some of that when I was my first job out of high school. I was uh, working for uh, a, re- a ladies boutique store. Uh, you know, sizes unlimited. It was pretty. Po- it was a pretty popular chain store back in the day, and um, I worked for two women. Well, actually, um, she, they were – well, yeah, I, I worked for two women. And, and and they were, you know, claiming to be Christians. They were in church all the time. And um, one day, I think I made a mistake. I, I think I might have stocked um, a couple of pairs of, of uh, leggings in the, on the wrong rack. And I was putting something in the trash, and she called me into the office, and she – cursed, I mean, when I say she cursed me out, she literally did just that. I mean, all kinds of F-bombs hurled at me, and and I'm saying to myself, you are supposed to be a Christian, and you're talking to me like that? Because I made a mistake? Yeah, now think about uh, unbelievers seeing that. And I've seen it. They say, see, that's why I don't go to church. That's why I don't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. And we just hurt ourselves when we act out like that. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just, it, it really it really does bother me because it's so many, this, this, this world is changing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Scripture says that, you know, these are the beginning of sorrows and, in comparison to a woman giving birth to a child, her birth pains increase in size and magnitude, also in frequency. And the evil in this world shall increase in the same way. And so on the on job-wise, job um, it's going to be the same way. It's going to be the same way. But we are still here, you know? We're... Christians are still here in the world, and how we how we behave ourselves uh, in the downfall of the morality of the workplace, uh, the the work ethics going down the drain. We still have to maintain the standards of our Christian faith, and by doing so, we incur persecution, not just from unbelievers, but also self-righteous Christians. Does that make does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. Hey, GT. Yes. Hey, um, I don't mean to just call you. Everybody, it just takes a while if I called everybody who was on here. But anyway, um, 
you know, one of the things, not just self-righteous Christians, but people who basically, you know, you, you, we live in America. They say 72% or somewhere around there of America supposedly is Christian. Now, you would think if it was that many folk that's really Christian, why are we in the condition we're in? That's because people are Christian in name only. In other words, they might classify a person as Christian. Somebody that believes in God. Somebody that has, you know, has pretty good moral character may go to church. But like you said, Christianity, we look at Christianity more than just religion. It is a lifestyle. It is based on a relationship. And when you boil it down to that, the percentage is going to drop way down. It's going to drop really low. Because, because Jesus already said in Matthew 7, he said, broad is the way and, narrow, and, and wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and many there be that go therein, but straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life, and only a few walk it. Mm. Only a few walk, walk in this yes. way. You yes, know, so you, you were talking, like, like, I think it was David was saying, you know, uh, was that you, David, that was saying that some, the, whoever was cussed you out and on the job and said, you're, said they're a Christian? Yeah. My, yeah, my wife, <laughs> my wife deals with that all the time. She's a nurse, and a lot of the people, uh, some of the, well, some of the people she works with, they, they go to church, local churches around here and everything, and they profess to be a Christian. But and that only with the tag, only with the name tag. That's it. Because when they're when they're on the job, you can't hardly distinguish them. Oh no! From those, I've been there. I've I've been there. I've been on the the workplace uh, since high school, and especially in these warehouse jobs. My God, I you know, those guys can really. You know, I, I was working for Nutrisystem, which was, you know, a warehouse um, job not too far from where I live. I think it's in Horsham, Pennsylvania. And I did I, I did that job. I worked there for about – I was employed there for about maybe a month because I, I just didn't like it. And um, it was just a lot of nonsense. You know, I tried to stay there as long as I could, but I racked up enough money to just – you know, to just leave because it was just so much. I mean, from the time I, I got there, they were just saying all kinds of things, and I don't think anyone there was a Christian, but um, it was just a lot. I mean, but see, here's the thing that's sad. You can expect that coming from the world, but those that claim to be Christians, those that claim to to, to love the Lord and to follow his word, you don't expect to get cursed out literally because you forget to do something or you forget to take out the trash and your manager who says that she goes to church every single Sunday says, you know, what is this? I mean, you hear more curse words coming out of her mouth than you hear from a rapper. Oh, yeah. You know, these, these rap artists can, you know, but they these these, these so-called believers that you encounter in the workplace can 
man, they can light you up, and then by the time you you get sick, but by, by the time they're finished with you, you're flashing off and on like a light bulb. <laughs> oh right? yeah, and, and, and it's hey, like um, it's it, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I want to um take uh sorry, I want to take at least. Uh, a minute to welcome everybody else who who just joined the call. Uh, you know, this is uh, Freestyle Fridays, and we pretty much talk about every and anything that comes on the table, as long as it's biblically from a biblical perspective. I'm sorry, I had some cheese. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah, and, you know, if you have questions, if you have a, a particular question and it's not about the topic that we're talking about, that's fine. You know, we we are all open. I'm open to answering questions or even listening to um, what the saints have to say because, you know, when we come together, this is what it is. We, we sharpen one another. We edify one another. Um, you know, and you know, I want to know what's what's on your heart. I want to know what's on your mind. Uh, what do you have to share? If you have anything, if you have anything to add to what's been said, that's fine too. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid to ask questions, even if you feel like it's a dumb question. Because to me, ain't no such thing as no dumb question. You know, especially when it comes to the Word of God. Um, everybody. Everybody doesn't know uh, certain things. And, you know, I, I always use this analogy. Everybody has a piece of the puzzle, pieces to the puzzle. And when we come together, we put together this beautiful picture to help us all see clearly. So I just want to put that out there for uh, right now and uh, open up the floor for anybody who want, who, who want to say anything or got a question or comment, go ahead. Uh, have you ever, did, did you ever uh, hear about uh, what they're doing in Phoenix? Uh, you got to be more specific. I'm not sure. I haven't, uh, I haven't they, heard anything about Phoenix. Yeah, they, they, were, yeah, they, they were talking about, well, that there was a satanic temple being built out there in Phoenix, and uh, <clears throat> it's just a lot of nonsense going on. And of course, you know something about the uh, the the, uh, the the show Lucifer that that came out uh, earlier this month, or well, earlier this week. Yeah, now I've heard about that show. I know you posted it earlier uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know when you look at when you look at things like this, uh, the building of a satanic temple, uh, the one that dedicated in it was where was it in Ohio with the two little kids sitting uh, uh, one on each side of the pagan goat buffoonment. Uh, that, that was in Ohio, was it not? It was uh, in Detroit. 
Detroit. Okay, I'm I was sorry. Here in Detroit, yeah, that was a great big deal. We were praying really, really hard in Detroit. Now, the, now, the fact that all of these satanic temples are popping up in in certain areas, when you look at the fact that you have shows like the Lucifer Project or Lucifer, uh, Gabriel, the Fallen Angel, or uh, all these UFO films and his, his, the media, the media has made Satanism into something popular. And I understand that, you know, that is one way that the powers that be, the elite, push out their agenda through the media. And I wouldn't, I'm not surprised that Phoenix, now Phoenix has a satanic temple. But what bothers me is the fact that there are people who don't see nothing wrong with it. I mean, if you really did the research on anything uh, other than Christianity, the the history, the real history, uh, one thing comes to mind, and and that's human sacrifice. You don't think that uh, people associated with these religions are not in a sense either kidnapping people and and, and uh, sacrificing humans or sacrificing children. I mean, even in, even in Islam, I, like, oh, this, this hurts my heart to even talk about this. This young man was caught by uh, some Muslim men I don't know if it was ISIS or whatever, but this was in, I think, Egypt. And they told the guy to get on his knees and beg for his life and convert. And he converted. So afterwards they said, well, now since you've converted, now you will be sacrificed. And they went to cut his head off. And they cut his head off. So when it comes to these religions and uh, especially Satanism and the people of America, the liberals, the liberals in the churches that feel like, uh, you know, it's okay to walk hand in hand with, with Muslims and we all worship the same God, they are, put, they are putting other Christians in jeopardy in life-threatening situations because eventually, eventually it's going to turn to that, the murdering of the saints. I mean, it's already happening. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and what what they're preparing the world for, and especially in America, is the reception of Antichrist. But what they have to do, they have to water down. They have to put a smiley face on the devil. See, they can't make the devil the beast that he is. They have to water it down, make it look like the devil is really innocuous. I mean, if he exists at all, and make it so. Well, it's it, it's like saying there's the the good witch and the bad witch, black magic, white magic. Like there's a difference. There right. is no, there is no difference. Not at a all. A witch, a witch is a witch is a witch. Uh, 
black magic, they'll call all that. It's all in one, one, one ball of wax there. But the world, what they're doing on these television programs, and then they're trying to say, well, the Wiccans are not, they're not like the, the, these other, the satanic cults. We're different. That's, that's all smoke. That's smoke and mirrors there. Right. It's all, it's all lies. Because right. they're getting, when the, when the Antichrist comes, he will not come bearing his teeth. He's coming, as the Bible declares, in peace. On a white horse. <laughs> On a white horse. Yeah. They're going to be getting gifts. There will be a lot of flatteries. People will be given things. He'll solve a big problem or he'll bring a big resolution to stuff. And people will be like, oh, he's wonderful. Oh, Absolutely. let's follow him. Yeah. Dang, book of Daniel, chapter 11. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm sure that you guys are all familiar with a guy by the name of Aleister Crowley. Oh yeah, and uh, it's funny though. Before I continue on about him, it's it's real strange how because during my show I talked about a guy by the name of Gerald Gardner, and uh, I, you know Gerald Gardner came around during the 1800s, 1880, uh, I think it around 1887. And he started the Wicca religion, witchcraft, mm-hmm. and the whole the, the whole religion, the word Wicca or the word witch or wizard, because there's no such thing as a warlock. But the word Wicca or, or witch or um, uh, wizard talks about wise one. Well, why would they use the word wise? Well, what are they talking about? Are you talking about wise as in academic? Uh, wisdom? Or are you talking about wise as in uh, knowledge of the world, you know, knowledge of, 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 you know, certain things that you see or whatever? No, it's, it talks about esoteric knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but during the 1800s, we had a, a, a tidal wave of cults, um, different philosophies such as deism, different philosophies, um, such as deism, such as uh, atheism, nihilism, um, you know, a lot of your the, the America's forefathers uh, were deists. They were um, what you would call um, <clears throat> um, enlightened thinkers, and these enlightened thinkers brought all that stuff here. They they brought they they questioned the word of God because it wasn't akin to reason. They questioned the deity of Christ because, again, it wasn't akin to reason. And so that opened the door for humanistic beliefs and humanistic reasoning and thought. And so that paved the way. See, what's in the Constitution, and I want you to pay attention to this very closely. What's in the Constitution is the word, um, you know, we, we, uh, we have the inalienable right and its focus is on God. Well, it's not on Jesus Christ, but it's on God. Well, what's God? Freedom of religion. Well, the freedom of religion means that I can worship any God that I want, whether it's the God of the Bible, whether it's Buddhism, whether it's Taoism, whether it's Hindu, Buddhism, whether it's Satanism. And so all of these four these enlightened thinkers like Benjamin Franklin, who was a part of the satanic cult known as the Hellfire Club. And all of that stuff 
was brought here. And so that paved the way for guys like uh, Helena Blavatsky, Mary Baker Eddy, Mother Ann Lee, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, uh, Phineas Quimby, Alice Bailey, Alistair Crowley, yeah. and all well, those know, other guys. Well, you, it's funny you bring that up uh, about what was written in the Constitution because um, – if you there's a book called America's Secret Destiny written by one of my favorite authors, uh, Ralph Epperson, uh, and he mentions how the United States used the word, uh, well, they they in the Declaration of Independence from Britain, they said that the king pretty much they used the word tyrant. You know, he was a tyrant, but then they put in the Constitution that Congress can legislate laws for whatever reason. And that word, so uh, that word there, whatever reason, for whatever reason, is, uh, gives Congress tyrannical powers. And he said that the forefathers uh, secretly put that in there, hoping that the uh, American people wouldn't catch on. Uh, and if you notice the name of the book, America's Secret Destiny, is pretty much talk, talking about how America will ultimately become uh, part of or even the head of the New World Order. Uh, also, you brought up about alienation from God and you know, freedom of religion. Of freedom from uh, when it says God, it doesn't necessarily mean the God of the Bible. Uh, that's the way I've taken it after you know so many years of doing this type of research. You know, it has in God we trust on the back of the dollar bill, but you know what the scripture says about the love of money, and then you have to think about also that the type of money that we have, it's a it's a uh, it's paper money, pretty much, and it's not backed by anything. It's just money, which is uh, it's just a, a promise to pay a debt. Why would God, you know, you said it earlier, Dave, you know, why would God be part of something so sinister as that? As a matter of fact, in the scriptures, he told the Jews and he told the Hebrews they shouldn't do that to one another. They shouldn't charge one another usury. And that's exactly what the government has done to the American people. So to put in God we trust on the back of a dollar bill or on a coin is uh, is deceiving. Also, you know, you have the separation of church and state. And I always... Are you guys still there? Still here. Did we lose? Uh... Yeah, I think he. I think he's cutting out. Oh. I think he's cutting out. Hey, David, you still with us? Uh, looks like we lost David as well. So it's just me, you, and one other guy, I believe. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. He'll be back shortly. It happens with talk shoes. It's actually really common. <laughs> oh, 
Well, you know, I, I wanted to say this on the way back. You know, I yeah, there was there's some fault and uh, you know some bad history in America, but I can't say that the Constitution is all bad. Okay, right. I tell you, right. I tell you why because the freedoms that we enjoy here in America, even as believers, uh, is is not enjoyed in these other countries that don't have the same type of constitution that we have. Um, and I know our constitution was built, uh, the even the three-tier level of government uh, that our constitution is built on, like the judicial, legislative, and the executive branches, based out of Isaiah 33. The Lord is our king. That's the uh, executive. The Lord is our lawgiver. That's the judicial. And, uh-oh, you still there? Uh-oh. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, I had a call come in. And and the Lord is our um, the Lord is our king. That's executive. The Lord is our lawgiver, uh, judicial. I'm, I mean, the Lord is our judge, judicial. And the Lord is our lawgiver, uh, legislative. And so I can't say it's all bad. Yeah, we got some. We definitely have some problems here in America, but the very freedoms we enjoy as believers to be able to to sit even on the phone like this and dialogue about the Word of God with freedom. Uh, there's not too many places in in this world you're gonna do that. That's true. I agree with that. <laughs> Because I know I'm I'm a uh, I'm a subscriber to the Voice of the Martyrs, and they send me a map of the hot spots, yeah, hot the hot spots of uh, where it's like if you're a Christian, it's just not jail, it's just not maybe loss of job. It mean it could be death, right? And it it covers a wide area of the world. Yeah, they have this uh, feature, if I'm not mistaken. Where it's like the globe and the globe is turning and it shows like, uh, like 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 you said the hot spots and it's like it's all over the planet. Christian persecution yes. is all over the planet. Yep. Now when you look at America, you won't see as many blinks, but you'll still see little blinks here and there in America. Yeah. And it's steadily rising. But um, I'm going to have to bring this call to an end. And I want to thank everybody for calling in on uh, Freestyle Friday. Uh, I want to say the first portion of this discussion, I'm not going to lie, man, it brought me to tears. Enjoy, because... You know, it feels good to be encouraged and also to hear the encouragement of the, of, of you all, of the other brethren. It, I mean, again, I feel refreshed. I feel refreshed. And y'all brought the scriptures right on time. And they hit home, seriously. So I want to thank everybody for calling in. And uh, I want to thank everybody who participated in the room. Oh yeah, our, our, our pleasure, GD. I, I I've been edified and built up. That's why I try to make it my business to be available at nine o'clock. 
<laughs> I try to make it nine o'clock because I figure uh, the kids, the kids will be in the bed by that time. But uh, or you know what I'm saying? Everybody be uh-huh. relaxed and 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 mellowed down, and you know what I'm saying? Your mind and your heart will be easy to. It'll just be settled, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if the Hebrew, the black Hebrew Israelites were serious about the Sabbath, uh, technically it would be the Sabbath today for them. And, you know, they should call in and, and get some of this good word. <laughs> oh, man. They, they ain't interested in that. They, they, they just interested in, in spewing their supposed knowledge. They're not interested in getting it. It's, uh, they think right. they think they think they have it, so you need to be listening. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Catrice. I know uh, last week you, we said we was going. We had a uh, you had a question about something, but uh, I think Dave's going to bring it up, or uh, he might bring it up Sunday. I'm not sure. Um, okay, but, I remember what? Oh, um, I do remember. Okay. Yeah, whenever. That, that wasn't a big deal. I just come to fellowship. I don't come to, you know. Well, you know, I look, I, like I said, this is Freestyle Friday, and everything is on the table here. So yeah. um, I'm pretty sure we'll get, we'll get to it sooner or later. But, um, again, like I said, I want to thank everybody for uh, calling in. I really, really do appreciate uh, you all participation. Um, again, check out, you know, check me out next Friday at nine o'clock. Uh, actually, ooh, next Friday, I might, oh yeah, I think I might be missing. It depends on how the training is, how this, if, if I can get away at nine o'clock, uh, while I'm at this school, I, I will, I'll let y'all know ahead of time. Uh, but if I'm locked in somewhere where, you know, we might be getting off at 9, 10 o'clock at night or I might just be too tired, I might have to put Freestyle Fridays on uh, on pause until I get back on the 23rd of March. Um, just putting that out there. And uh, so just, you know, Let's just pray about it and see what the Lord does with that. Um, don't forget Sunday at nine o'clock, David is doing his Bible study, and check out Daring Eaton as well on Monday. Check us out on the website, commonsenseandreason.com. dot com. Um, uh, again, shout out to Brother Jamel for putting that together. Uh, the Lord really used his talents on this. And you know it's motivation. Uh, also, like I said, on on that website you you're going to see content, uh, and we're steadily uh, building content. But uh, also, we're just wanting to make sure also make sure that what we put out there is precise, crisp, and uh, not not done just for the sake of having stuff on it. But we want our main concern is to make sure that the body of Christ is edified and and, and fed the Word of God, uh, especially in in its simplest form, 
because uh, there is no need for us to be so so deep, and then we lose people in our in our discussion. So right, especially when it comes to regurgitating the information. God forbid someone ask you why it is that you have such a blessed hope or hold such a hope in Jesus Christ and. You can't formulate a, a, a decent answer for that particular person. I'm not saying that you're exempt or outside of the reach of the Holy Spirit, because I'm a firm believer in Luke 12:11 and 12. You know, He'll give you the, the words in which to speak. You know, for, in that particular manner. But it's it's best for us to know the information and be studied. You know what I mean? That a workman Amen. of the Lord be not ashamed, rightly dividing mm-hmm. the word of truth. Amen. Amen. Another powerful scripture. That's why I love the Bible, man. That's why I love the Bible. But um, to continue on, uh, yeah, commonsensereason.com. Check us out over there. Um, also, uh, check out my wife's uh, Exit Churchianity page and uh, her website as well, Ch- uh, Exit Churchianity. You can get some good info there. Uh, I mean, there's a plethora of, of references out there. Um, I know Brother Isaiah West said he was listening in. Uh, y'all can also check him out uh, at the Watchman's. Uh, Evelyn just walked in. Hey, what is it? Uh, the Watchman's pen? Yeah, pen of the Watchman. Uh, you can check him out there as well. So uh, with that said, um, I'm going to pray us out. I'm going to pray us out. And... Uh, in this phone call. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, just want to say thank you for bringing the saints together and for the participants who called in. I pray, Father God, that everybody who who called in was blessed by the testi- uh, testimony and uh, the encouragement uh, by the brothers and also everybody who listens to this show later on. I pray that they are blessed and that their heart is full of joy, Father God. And I pray, Father God, that as we depart from this phone, that everyone go about uh, safely and that you place a hedge around them and keep them safe, Father God. And until we meet again, uh, God bless and God speed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.